Welcome to 21st Century Saints, a podcast and live stream series for members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and those affiliated with us in the United Kingdom and around the world. We do have a few audio difficulties and technical difficulties in this episode, so thank you so much for bearing with us. We hope you enjoy the episode. So, welcome to 21st Century Saints, a podcast for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and those who are affiliated with us um, and those who are adjacent to us um, for Latter-day Saints in the United Kingdom and around the world. I'm Jane Christie, I'll be your host tonight and this is my co-host Alana Wilson-Brice. Do you want to say hi? Hi! I just have to say that that for a moment I forgot we were live <laughs> and I was sitting pulling faces on the camera. So I apologize for that. Yeah, well, we were recording. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> that's that's my connecting face when we when we are connecting on video uh, chat. Yeah. I yeah, that's it. I all happens live. It all happens live. <laughs> Um, viewers, <clears throat> for those who were with us earlier this evening, we wholeheartedly apologise. We had some internet, I had some internet connectivity issues, so we had to cut the broadcast short. I do apologise, but what we're going to do is we're going to basically going to just a do-over, but we're going to maybe fly through a little bit faster because I don't know, Alana, did you feel like did you feel like we were talking too much? you know this is absolutely absolutely <laughs> when we had the internet issues I'd kind of went back to look at how long we'd been talking I was like 45 minutes and we were really not talking about everything that we should have been in those 45 minutes and so. yet here we go again doing the same thing that's what makes us <laughs> unique right so not a polished podcast this is real life exactly so um so thank you for your patience everyone we really do appreciate it um okay so we were we were going to kick off tonight first of all um I'm actually kind of glad that we're doing this over because uh, we we really do need to put out a content warning at the beginning of this this episode because we're talking about some things that may be a little bit triggering, a little bit problematic for um, for members um, of the LGBTQ community and those who are um, who are allies. So just to just to sort of stress that you know some things we're, we're going to be talking about about. Um, church policies and uh, and things like that okay so with that first of all um alana we were we were talking earlier about the gospel library app and how reading is not necessarily your thing would you like to talk about that for a little minute yeah um so just reading was my thing when i was younger um but during life experience and mental health and various things uh, my concentration is not the best so a book really has to grip me from the start in the first few pages for me to continue reading it and, and I've found myself reading a book in two or three nights which is not like me um, but if it doesn't grip my attention I tend to it can take me months sometimes a lot longer um, to read so yeah it's, it's not something that you know like yourself who just soaks and laps everything up and, and I would love to be that way but I'm not and I have to accept that that's not who I am um but I, I am working on it I do hope to try and build my reading a little bit 
just because there's so much that, that I want to look into, there's so much that I want to read about, and obviously I have to read to be able to do so. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a skill, absolutely, but, uh, you know, I, I as I, we, we've spoken about this before, that you feel a lot of, a lot of sort of shame or guilt around the fact that reading is something that you are just not really feeling like you're able to give any concentration to it's it's you know even when we're having a conversation it can sometimes be a bit tough and yeah. so I just wanted to honor the fact that you're you're honest about that and that it's you know we 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 will assume that everybody is really comfortable with reading there are all kinds of reasons um why and and not just literacy which is you know obviously going to be one of the most common barriers but but reading at different times of people's stages in life I mean I mean give me an audiobook um I've I've discovered a a newfound love for uh, podcasts (laughs) what's the odds of that here we are Um, any good ones you've found recently um, yeah quite quite a few (laughs) that I I, I wouldn't necessarily mention right here right now yeah, like give me something that I can listen to yeah. and, and I'm I'm there. Um well I say I'm there, depending on the book. Um so you know, if things are more available and listening for them without it costing an arm and a leg, is that mm. just a Scottish yeah. term? No, it's no that <laughs> um, works. I think that's so yeah. you know, um absolutely I would I would probably listen to more books if, if I could get them on audio. Um mm. Okay, well, I'm going to really put this to the test. Okay, everyone, close up on Alana's face. Um, for those who are listening, I'll come a bit closer. Read what you will from the silence. Okay, if I were to tell you that there's a button that you can press on the Gospel Library app and in the scriptures that will read it to you in audio I, form, I know the scriptures are available in that, yes. Um, <laughs> scriptures are not my thing. <laughs> Being Talk completely honest, they're, they're not my thing. Um, <clears throat> I guess the language is so dated. Um, I apologise if that offends anyone, um, but that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I don't think I don't I don't really think like Alma is going to take it super personally. <laughs> that you, that you, <laughs> that you're like, no, I mean like if some people are like, how dare she say that about the scriptures? Um, <laughs> But you know, it's it's not my kind of idea of reading a good book, and it's like I say, I've I've always been open and honest in regards to my, my scripture reading, my praying, not my my not up here on that. Um, is that probably you, you know you describe yourself as taking a step back from the church? Is that why you've taken a step back from the church because you ain't reading your scriptures? No, most definitely not. Um, I think a lot of people would would possibly say that that's why I'm in the place I'm in because I'm not reading my scriptures because I'm not praying. I pray in my own way. Um, I don't do the whole formal dear heavenly father. I talk to God as I would talk to my dad, for instance. I have a conversation like I'm having a conversation with you now, mm. <clears throat> um, and I still think God hears that and and I think He accepts it and and that's just He. If you truly believe in in, in God, um, you know, he knows us. He he knows what we struggle with. He knows what we're good at. And so he accepts accepts his flaws and all. 
all. <laughs> so we we could probably subtitle so many episodes of this podcast and live stream um as Alana's guilt. So <laughs> because we're gonna reference it a lot because we have had so many conversations about um how Alana does pray and Alana does have so many favorite scriptures that she will you know use whenever you feel it's appropriate just you know sometimes I think we get we just associate you know you should be reading with with guilt and so I you know my because I know you I can say I know you read your scriptures I know you you connect with the divine and I think you're doing all right um so moving along here to what we're talking about tonight and we're talking about the gospel library app um gospel topics essays um Alana there are gospel topics essays did you know um can't give a time scale on it but no I I wasn't aware um until you told me a while back yeah and most most members of the church don't know that they exist um so even fewer have actually read them even just a few of them um they're I mean they're not always super easy to find and so not only do we have the gospel topics essays we've also got um gospel essays we've also got church history essays there's there's a few categories there there's there's a lot to it but tonight we're going to talk about a specific category um in the gospel library app called life help um and in the life help section we've got lots of different categories from self-reliance abuse addiction um to family finances grief um pornography and tonight we're going to talk about two specific um possibly three specific um sections of the of of life help and uh, the second one we're going to focus on is trans issues so it's called transgender now i think the fact that there is can i just say the fact that there is a section on the church um gospel library app for transgender is incredible um but we're going to start off with um the category the section that's entitled same-sex attraction now i asked specifically for alana not to go ahead and uh, do some homework on this so that we can have some live reaction um and we're not going to you know there's a lot to this so we're not going to read yeah. through it all but we'll just kind of get a sense of what's going on with this so first of all um i i guess i want to ask um you are um, an LGBTQ ally. Um, yep. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community, but I have a lot of privilege within that community in that I'm married um, to my, my husband, that we, you know, I, I, I have callings. It's, it, I, I don't have the same challenges that many, that most within the LGBTQ community have. So I want to acknowledge that we're speaking from a place of privilege. Um, this would you would do you think as in your position as an ally would you be recommending someone goes to the life help section and checks out <laughs> have a read at this um, do, I guess I'm, I'm not the best person to talk about that because I haven't well, read them um, do you think you would you would recommend um, someone who you love, who's a member of the church, who is who is gay, um, to read the you know 
would, would, you, would it come to the front of your head charges the place to find no, resources? Absolutely not. Absolutely. If I want to be 100% honest, and yeah, I guess I do have a little bit of a tone behind my voice, but absolutely not. Because? Um, because. <laughs> I love how you just put me in these um, yeah. on the spot moments. Because I find, I try to say this with the most love in my heart, but I find a lot of what the church teaches about it in the past, as I say, I've not read these, so I can't comment on what, what you say. It can be very damaging, very damaging. And I, hurtful I think, and painful and all the other things that go along with it. I think um, it's so clear to, to hear the, the pain um, as you say that. So this is coming from your experience of having family members and and seeing the impact that mm-hmm. has yeah um and and those... I mean mm-hmm. I've got family members who have experienced being in the LGBTQ community within the church and out with and there's still pain that comes along with that you know don't don't take away from that you know the pain doesn't only come from people within the church you know I, I've seen pain and and members of my family out with the church of mm. not wanting to be true to themselves through the fear of of what others may think. So I, I won't take away from the fact I'm not totally pointing the finger at the church. Um, mm. In regards to that, you know, it very much happens to people out with the church as well because of the way that we've been conditioned and and the I'm, I'm not finding my words again and the the way that we've been raised to to view people of the LGBT community. LGBTQ so is, community, sorry. Yeah, the, the, we know there are um, huge uh, stigmas and, and barriers in society. We, <clears throat> we know this. Um, we're, I'm going to talk about some stats a little bit later on, but Excellent. what I'd like to do is just, just jump right in here. So the, the category that we're starting off with is called same-sex attraction, which for people who are not aware... This is not a great term to use in reference to people in the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Traditionally in church, we've really struggled to use the word lesbian, gay, uh, transgender. Um, it's, we, and we've used this term same-sex attraction to not talk about homosexuality. Um, I have loved seeing that the, the prophets and apostles are now using these terms. So that's... You know, there's there's progression there, but just initially, it's a bit of a barrier to, you know, if, if I'm sort of saying, you know, you, you can have a look at the same sex attraction um, section, <laughs> and that's not how most people in the LGBTQ no. community will identify and can be offensive. No. Um, so did, this did we say, point, I'm just not sure if we said at the start of this one that, that you know, I've just, I'm keeping an eye on YouTube and, and we have a few more viewers than last time, which is excellent. Okay, nice. So just be mindful that if anyone has any comments. Mm. please pop them in we, we we will address any comments or questions that anyone has so feel free to pop down your thoughts because we'd love to hear from you thank you for that thank you for that reminder um so the first section in in this um is it says does god love me wow why would someone have to ask that question that pains me actually because um, I mean, I guess, I guess if you take it from an atheist point of view, you know, they, they don't believe in God anyway, but for someone who does have a belief on a, within a higher being, you know, some people say higher being, divine, God, you know, many, many names. It, it's hard that someone would even, like you say, have to question that. That That is painful to me that 
that anyone would have to. Now, I could be honest, I, I again, through life experience, and, and as I say, I, I keep reminding people that, you know, we will get to a point where we'll talk about my life experiences. Th- there was a time where I questioned, does God truly love me? Mm. You know, because of the things that, that, that I went through in my life, you know, how, how can a God love me? But cause so much pain and hurt and obviously I've, I've came to a better understanding of that now so but that because I've experienced it, it, it it's painful to me to, to think why why should anyone have to doubt God's love for them yeah so the answer to that question I love is just very very simply stated God loves you completely and I, I you know I, I want to just highlight that God loves you completely um this section quotes from President Uchtdorf who talks about how God loves every one of his children and it's 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 lovely um quote God loves all of us he loves those of us of different faiths those of us without any faith he loves those who suffer he loves the rich and poor alike he loves people of every race every culture the married or single and those who experience same-sex attraction or identify as gay lesbian or bisexual and god accept, expects us to follow his example um th- this first section here is just I, I i think is is sweet and lovely and inclusive and isn't actually a specific necessarily a specific message to lgbtq um the second section goes on to ask, do I belong as a member of the church? Oh, and again, we just need to honour the fact that that's a question that has to be asked because... Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, again, questions that I've heard, I've heard people of the LGBT community ask and, and portray, is there truly a place in the Church mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for me? And even with what they get taught, they still question that. But is there a place? Is there a place for me? Well, the answer here is there is a place for you. And again, I want to underline that. Um, There is a video from Elder Christofferson, um, which we're not going to go into here. And another quote from L. Whitney Clayton. Now, I want to read this because I think it's lovely. I now speak directly to church members who who experience same-sex attraction or identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual. We want you to know that we love you. You are welcome. We want you to be part of our congregations. You have great talents and abilities to offer God's kingdom on earth, and we recognize the many valuable contributions you make. If any of you are unclear about about where the church stands on these issues, we invite you to take the time to view the material published in this section on the gospel library app prayerfully seek the spirit to provide the answers you seek and be assured that god loveth his children close quote isn't that beautiful but we i mean we have to there is a but there is a well yeah because for me certainly there is a but so we're really clear the church teaches that you are welcome, that you are loved, that you are needed in this congregation. So, you know, the question has to be, where are the LGBT community? Are they there on Sunday when we pitch up to church? Absolutely not. So, again, I'm going to ask a, a you know, difficult question. Is that on those members? Is your choice not to attend? You know, you're... You'll just want to go I, I would absolutely say no to that. Mm, um, many people would say the opposite and say, yeah, well, it is your choice. And I guess 
a certain element that there is an element of choice here for everyone. You know, yeah, I I, I've made that in? choice to be at church or not yeah. be at church. Well, ju- just to just to make clear. So when you say many people would say, I mean, what is being made really clear is the church's possession as your you're welcome. That's it. So many unfortunately people, that's not um what's the word I'm looking for? What the lived experience is. That's not what the lived experience is within yeah. the church from the members. Yeah. Unfortunately. So um, um if we then go on to, to look at the question, how can I participate now? Okay, I, so I'm going to just quickly skim over this, this quote that's from the old handbook. I think it's from the old handbook. Um, if members feel same-sex attraction and are striving to live the law of chastity, leaders support and encourage them in their resolve. These members may receive church callings hold temple recommends and receive temple ordinances if they are worthy. Male members may receive and exercise the priesthood. Close quote. Now I'm going to just stop there because this next section is problematic. So just again, I'm going to hold up that trigger warning. So Alana, if you as a single woman, as an independent parent in, in the church, you covenant to love the law of chastity this is super personal oh my goodness i feel like your bishop right now <laughs> you've covenanted <laughs> you would be right? an amazing bishop oh did i just say <laughs> you don't that? have to answer that <laughs> like, no you can keep covenants jane none of your business um seriously though okay so you know that that's as a as a covenant keeping person that 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 the law of chastity is you know it's part of that covenant um how is it different for you than it is for another member of the church who is who's gay you both Um, just have to live the law of chastity right i'm i'm always wary of answering things in case i say the wrong answer but but in my experience there shouldn't be any difference you know the law of chastity if you agree with it and you covenant to keep that law um it shouldn't matter whether you're single, LGBTQ, you know, the principle's still the same. But unfortunately for LGBTQ, when it comes to the marriage part of it, well, so what I, like Richard said, yeah. you know, they then have to live a life of either celibacy or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of walk away from the church to live that experience, you know. Um, and so the difference is then is, is hope. And again, we, you know, I, I just restate that trigger warning that um, I hadn't considered as a member of the church, one of the things um, we, we're referring to the fact that um, a few days ago, we got to have a great interview with Richard Osler. So that's our previous episode, if you want to go check that out. But he has a wonderful book called um, Listen, Learn, Love. And uh, one of the the, the experiences that he had shared is common amongst um, LGBTQ Latter-day Saints um, is, is the idea that, you know, if, if this is, if, if I have no hope um, for right now, if I have to live a life of celibacy, that what often can come along with that is then somehow in the next life, things may look different um, and it can lead to suicidal ideation that, well, you know, the, the sooner I die. Yeah, um, that, that then... Is fixed. How horrific. And I am so, so sorry for the pain that that 
has caused and continues to cause. I am so sorry. I cannot imagine. Yes. Um, so I, I, I do want, though, because I think the discussion is really important, um, to talk about this next section from President Gordon B. Hinckley. We love them as sons and daughters of God. They may have certain inclinations. Mm. This is the second time I've tried to read this and I'm really struggling. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go. Right, yeah. so where were we taking it from? Sorry, just so I can check. Uh, just it on the right President, President Hinckley's quote. President Gordon B. Hinckley stated, we love them as sons and daughters of God. They may have certain inclinations which are powerful and which may be difficult to control. Most people have inclinations of one kind or another at various times. If they do not act upon these inclinations, then they can go forward as do all other members of the church. If they violate the law of chastity and the moral standards of the church, then they are subject to the discipline of the church just as others are. Ouch, right? Yep. Would I send someone to go look at that? Who's in the LGBT community? No. No. Oh, um, inclinations. Oh. Can I? Do you think we can just leave that there and it's pain with no comment and just? Yeah. Just I just, on? I just think that 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 again, you know. I respect that the church are trying their best to to have a better understanding and to to use better language, but but I think there's still a lot of room for improvement there. Well, we're quoting, you know, back whenever we were talking about how previously when the church didn't like to say gay or homosexual or lesbian, and we're now doing better. So we, we're reaching back into our past to pull out a quote that you know if if it had if it had a better messaging behind. Okay, if if it was stated with with more empathetic terms with with correct terms even then i i'm i'm struggling to to sort of see how again when we talk about the law of chastity it, it it's a very it's a very straight person issue um absolutely absolutely Okay, it, because it's, I because I can get married and still be in good standing in the church because I'm a straight yeah. person. Yeah. So when I say it's a straight <clears> person, <throat> I mean it's easy to live for easier to live for straight people. Um, because we have that hope of marriage one day, right? <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> but, yes. but I just see it like yes. I see it. You know, it's... yeah. Um, uh, so then we we have this section, you know, about about church discipline and. I think, I guess, because I have personal experience of, of colleagues who, who have received church discipline, um, which for, for those who are not members of the church includes excommunication um, for being gay, despite living the law of chastity, just for that one thing, which isn't supposed to, supposed to happen, but, um, you know, it has, and... It, it, I, I guess I'm just really aware of the pain and I think that's what we're, we're talking tonight we don't necessarily have to take a deep dive into you know what the doctrine is and how you know what yeah. our feelings about that doctrine is but just to be able to understand that okay here's and this knowledge and it hurts 
Mm. And acknowledge. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd say this, and I think we we talked about it before, is that, that, you know, I haven't got that lived experience because I am a straight person. Um, I have the experience of my family members who are in the LGBTQ community. And and I am always very mindful that that I I need to think very carefully um, before I answer anything, because I would hate to see anything that would be wrong or anything that would be hurtful to anyone, because that would never, ever be my intention. And I just feel I've got to state that, that if I said anything that maybe someone didn't agree with, it's not because I'm saying it to heart. It's not because it's maybe just something that I don't have that full understanding of yet, which is why I'm talking about these things and why I'm trying to speak to people of the LGBTQ community, LGBTQ community to try and have a better understanding. And, and especially within the church, out with the church as well, as I say, I have family members who have never been in the church, um, but to try and understand what people's experience of, of, of living that in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the, the next section um, asks what causes same-sex attraction and makes it clear the church does not take a position on uh, cause yep. of same-sex attraction. Now, I think th- there are sort of two things I'd like to, like to emphasise about this. First of all, um, the church doesn't take a position. It is helpful to state when we get well-meaning members who start speculating. That was my thoughts exactly. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, so it, from that point of view, it's helpful. But um, <laughs> I just, I feel like, so Alana has this perfect little seven-year-old. I feel like we could call your <laughs> seven-year-old down from their beds at the moment and just ask, what causes same-sex attraction? <laughs> okay, maybe that's not the question we would wake your child up <laughs> no. to ask. No, definitely not. I'm actually shocked that she's went to sleep so early tonight. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't do help it. that she was awake from six o'clock this morning for whatever but, crazy reason. You know, I, I because I'm aware that you guys have had these conversations in your family where, where um, so uh, Alana's, um, Alana's child has family members who are gay and has asked questions so you know how do you answer that what causes same-sex attraction i wouldn't have the answers to that i i couldn't i mean does anyone fully know well there's genetics you know, play a component absolutely and, and i just believe god doesn't make mistakes god intends you to be the way that you are right here in this life genetics development um, you know, they, there are lots of answers to that question. So to not take science. But could we say 100% what causes it? You um, know. Pretty much. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Lot Again, that, that's, my, on it. But that's my um, ignorance, I guess, in a sense that, that well, I don't know if there is 100% an answer to that. Something I, I I'm willing to explore. <laughs> what, we, what, is, what we don't get to see is it may be, and then start speculating on it, or that... Um, if if we can say God doesn't doesn't make you well, you don't get to say that either. So so to say we don't know is helpful when we're sort of correct members. But yeah, there's there's lots and lots of yeah. science and studies on the subject. So I I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, is feeling same sex attraction a sin? The attraction itself is not a sin. But then of course we go on to talk about you know that that is acting on uh, I, I'm so sorry I just I feel like the amount of pain um, behind the questions and answers in this section it just really needs to be acknowledged so 
yeah, this is not necessarily the life help that I would be looking for. There's a section that says, how can I talk to my parents or bishop? Well, Alana, do you, um, do you want to give your thoughts on that before we read it? Can I just briefly, um, before, sorry, I got a bit um, caught up with the comments there. <coughs> um, we have Charlotte who's saying, and, and it's a very valid point, what causes a person to be straight? Preach, Sister Charlotte. Absolutely. Very valid point. You know, yeah. I don't have the, <laughs> the words to, but amen. Like, absolutely. Development and, yeah, if you want to bring God <laughs> into it. God, yeah. So uh, th this is, uh, and but the church takes no position. So yes, mm -hmm. when it comes to talking with um, the, the the advice and and this 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 section here about talking to parents or a bishop suggests if you feel comfortable talking with a parent, another family member, or a church leader, consider sharing your feelings with them. Help them understand what you're going through, so they can show love and support. If they don't understand what this experience is like, ask them to read through the church's resources on same-sex attraction, which we're reading through right now. This may not be an easy conversation to start, but it's important to get a dialogue going. Be patient with the people around you and remember that you're all learning together. If, you, if those you love have difficulty understanding or being supportive, they may, they may need your help. Oh, because you won't have anything else to try and figure out. You have to also help oh, help others understand the complexity of what you're going through. I'm sorry, um, I just my heart <laughs> is hurting right now. I, I just have to apologize. Um in my coughing escapade there due to allergies. Um I've kind of like lost track of where we're of at. Where I was kind of listening, so but I'm not the, sure where this we're at. Yeah, th this section is about speaking to parents or a bishop. Um, I oh, find it interesting yeah. that, the, that the title is about parents and bishop because it, often it's going to be teens who are or young adults who are, who are reading this section. So uh, I would respectfully suggest... Um, Yeah, I think oh. I think I've lost signal again. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm you. just going to mute out just now and see if I can oh. let you continue for a little. I think you're hour. back. Oh, you can hear fine. Well, yeah, okay. I can hear you, and you, you've yeah, that's you fine. frozen a minute ago, but for now you're. Back. I do apologise for the technical issues we're having tonight. Um, and again, with that, I'll apologise again for um, anything that that you're hearing discussed that's problematic. Allow. No, I think we're losing Jane again. If you can just bear with us again. We had some technical issues before due to internet. Um, I'm unsure of whether we're going to get Jane back or not. Um, The joys of technology. Yep, we've lost her. So again, I do apologise. Oh, is she coming back? I see her popping up. Hello. I have returned. <laughs> wow, oh, she's back. Okay, so, so here, <clears throat> this is what is actually going on right now. 
I have a bag of chips. And when I have internet issues, it means I can shove them in my face and uh, and just make it look. So there, that's the <laughs> that's the lowdown. Technology is amazing when it works. Correct. Okay, so I'm I'm going to rush us past this because yep. I I just I want to. I want to just validate um, youth and single adults who are going to speak to anyone, parent or leader in the church um, about um, about how they may be um, LGBTQ is an incredibly uh, complicated process that requires incredible amounts of support, understanding, and most importantly, listening. I'm hugely aware that, um, you know, someone who has privilege, um, who hasn't experienced anywhere near as much pain, I, I sailed through all of this stuff, um, and, and Alana is an ally. We are not... Um, you know it was it's much better if we can amplify the voices of those who are um who are in that marginalized group so i i just want to validate that it's really difficult that if you're going through the things that you're going through then there are organizations which are are, are there to to help and support and the church is not always historically been the best at doing that and it's great. We're working on it. Some of this language is is really improving, but also it means um, historically, when when LGBTQ youth have have come out to their parents, it's also been you know not the not the experience that it it, it could so easily be. Um, I want to honour that. I'm also going to um, just just move along and acknowledge that we have sections here and still under same-sex attraction for family and friends, for church leaders, um, there's some member stories and videos. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that they exist. Um, and like I say about just about every single subject within this church, it's complicated. Um, so <clears throat> please just treat it with caution. We are going to post some links to some useful organisations which, which will help. But I think finding people within the LGBTQ community is, is probably one of the most helpful things. Now, there's an amazing organization called Affirmation, which do incredible work um, for LDS, LGBTQ teens. So, uh, and I'll go like, so we're going to be having a chat with them. Um, with uh, with Affirmation UK over the next couple of weeks. So I would encourage you, if you have questions, to reach out there. We also, within the, um, within the uh, 21st Century Saints community, we have lots of members of our community who are in the LGBTQ group. So if you, you know, if, if you do have, have things that you would like to know, please do send us some, some messages or comments and we will make sure they're passed along and that they're, that they're treated with dignity um, and the sacredness that, that, they, that they need to be treated with. Well, I, I think it goes back to <clears throat> what Richard Orsler said. You know, he had written down and typed up all his ideas of what the LGBTQ community was, and he realised that he had to scrap all of it. Mm. He says, I deleted it all because I had to learn about it from the people of the LGBTQ community, because who better to find out? all the answers to these questions than, than from people who are loving that experience themselves. Mm. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So before I, I, I go on to, to talk about the next section, um, I feel like there's a bit more hope just, just so that I, because this has been, I think, quite, quite painful and difficult. Um, still not perfect, but, but there is, I feel like there's, there's more hope with the next section. So before we go there, I want to read some key stats from a group called Stonewall, who do incredible group, you know, incredible work again in the LGBTQ community in the UK, and specifically talking about transgender issues here. I just want to share this. More than four in five trans young people have experienced name calling or verbal abuse. Three in five have experienced threats and intimidation, and more than a third. 35% of trans young people have experienced physical assault. More than one in four trans young people have attempted to commit suicide. And nine in 10 have thought about it. 72% have self-harmed at least once. Two in five trans people have been attacked or threatened with violence in the last five years. More than two in five trans people have never disclosed to anyone at work that they are trans. Almost half of trans people in Britain have attempted suicide at least once. 84% have thought about it. More than half have been diagnosed with depression at some point. Um, I want to let those stats just speak for themselves for a moment um, and just take a moment just to honour the pain and the, um, the experience of, of people who are experiencing um, gender dysphoria and really encourage members of the church um, to educate ourselves on the subject. Um, the section here in Life Help um, called Transgender, this is a new one. This is the one that, um, that Richard Osler in his interview with us last week um, referred to. Um, so it, it's new and the first part here um, says understanding yourself. What does transgender mean? Does God love me? Um, how does the church divine, define gender? If I'm faithful enough, will my experience of gender incongruence go away? Um, there are these beautiful questions that are, that are framed. Um, I love this answer, quote, experiencing gender incongruence, gender dysphoria is not a measure of your faithfulness. I think that's just something really important I want to, I want to underline. Um, there's a, the next section is, is about supporting those who are transgender. Um, how can I support someone who self-identifies as transgender? And I want to read this. Quote, Elder Ronald A. Rasband taught that people, to ex people who experience transgender feelings need to be encircled in the arms of their saviour and know that they are loved. So often the Lord calls on us. He expects us to be his welcoming, loving arms. We need to encourage their friends to do the same. 
talking about feelings of gender incongruence can be difficult and confusing. Your loved one may not know how to talk to you about it. You may sometimes feel inadequate. Although you may not always know how to respond to the struggle someone else faces, you will not regret reaching out with love and understanding. If you're worried or feel grief in this situation, know that you are not alone. The process of grieving may take time. There is some absolutely beautiful language um, in this section. Um, again, I want to point out that there are there are things there that are problematic. Um, for me, supporting trans members of my family, I don't think that I would suggest necessarily, okay, here's a really great resource for you to have a look at. Um, I would suggest that, that if members use this resource, they do so prayerfully and consider um, the, the feelings of those that they're supporting is the most important thing. Um, Alana, talk to me, having had this conversation tonight about what some of those resources are, talk to me for a moment about how you feel, has it made you feel any different about, about the church's stance on LGBTQ issues or? Um, that's quite a difficult question um, for me, to be honest, because I, I wouldn't say that, that just, you know, from, you know, spending an hour going through that, that I could fully answer that question. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, a lot, a lot of this goes a lot deeper than me than just, you know, trying to be supportive of, of the LGBTQ community because, as I say, I have family who have, have been through it. I think, <clears throat> like we've said, that there's a lot of problematic stuff still in there, um, which could still be quite hurtful and painful for people to read. But I, I, I also think that that too often, you know, these things are here now. Now, again, in my ignorance, I didn't know the, these things existed in the gospel library. I didn't until um, you pointed them out to me. But I, I think that <clears throat> we as church members, there needs to be better education within the church. Um, I know that, that the leaders higher up are starting to speak out more about it, but for me, it's, it's not enough. It needs to be getting discussed in our wards. Mm. Um, now, whether that be in a Sunday setting or out with a Sunday setting, I, I can't see what would be right, what wouldn't be right. But I just think if members could, I guess it was said before, practice what is being preached to love people. I still go back to Richards, you know, listen, listen to their experience. Mm. Um, and, and I always love to talk about validating people's experience, whether we agree or not, because I, I keep going back to it, that that experience is real for that person. Whether it be LGBTQ community, whether it be someone in a faith crisis, whether it be whatever the situation, you know, it is Can wrong I... with us to not allow people to feel validated in how they feel. Mm. what can their experience is can I jump in and ask do you think and it, th th there's a couple of things I, I would really like to add before you know before we wrap up but up until this point 
do you think there's anything that we've discussed tonight? Now it's it's you. You're one of the cool the cool church, you know, affiliated people. <laughs> we know we can have conversations <laughs> with you about anything, um, but. Is there anything in this conversation that if we were to be talking about it in Sunday school or in a Sunday official church setting, that it would be difficult? Like, do, do you think that, is there anything that would be considered an do you mean? Do you mean for church members? That we've just, yeah. that we've just been discussing. In um, my opinion, it shouldn't be. Mm. But in my opinion of church members because like we've talked about before it makes them feel uncomfortable Uncomfortable, and we don't like to feel uncomfortable but it's okay to feel uncomfortable because absolutely we have to, it, well exactly because we don't go to church to congratulate ourselves and and you know how how wonderful we, we've got all of the answers and <clears throat> we know where we're going let's all let's all congratulate ourselves um we're t- talking about how we need to do and be better we're talking about um, okay, we, we we have these resources, but they are still going to hurt. That even though we are seeing progress, that the progress still has a long, long way to go before I, as a as a parent of a trans teen, would feel comfortable um, sharing that with my child. Um, that that, I, that as the, uh, a friend of of trans trans colleagues and and. Um, people that 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 we love that I know it might hurt you that it's okay for us to be in a place where we can say okay this um is is the church's position and it hurts and for that just to be for that just to be and that be okay because we can still love the Lord and we can still love each other we're still following those first two great commandments isn't love the key as you say, the first two commandments. Isn't it? So what I wanted to share, and I I really am praying that um, the, 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 there's a friend of ours who I know is listening, um, and, and I wanted to, to share this experience. Um, I, I remember the, this, this particular wonderful, beautiful trans woman um, was, was visiting with us. And someone we'd been talking about what would be the experience, um, you know, if, if we're saying that, you know, you're, you're welcome here. What would be the experience if, um, if you were to come to church on Sunday with us and someone else in the room had said they would close the door in your face. And I remember being so offended. First of all, can I just apologise to our friend because you didn't need to hear that in, in the first place, even though it was sort of trying to be supportive and it, it's not something that you needed to, to, to hear. So I'm sorry that that happened. However, um, despite the fact that they were the person who had made this comment was sort of saying it like, you know, it's, it's not good enough. We are not doing good enough that this is what other people would do. Um, I was so annoyed because I thought, you know, how, how dare you say, I, I know who these people are on Sunday. I know who my ward is. Like they're, they're wonderful. Um, that wouldn't happen, would it? Would it? Oh, what if that happened? And so uh, about a week later, I remember, and I'd been, I'd been walking around with a sense of, you know, do I, do I really know these amazing people? What, what if, 
oh, what, what if you're not safe in our hands? And I'd sat down with, with, our, with our bishop, who, who is, is just wonderful. And I remember, um, you, you know, just having that conversation when I had shared that, you know, that this had been said to a, a trans friend, that we would slam the door in your face. And I remember the look in our bishop's eye just change change from maybe I don't I, I don't know from from listening to probably the same reaction that I had like of course we wouldn't no well, you know well, well would we and we want to say that you'll be welcome we want to say not only you'll be welcome but there's a place for you and that that you that you are loved but not only is my fear that the doors are ones that you would have to open by yourself, but actually that they would be closed to you by others. I am so, so sorry for the times that we are not good enough. And I'm so happy and proud that I know so many um, members of our church who are better, who who I know that, that my LGBTQ uh, child is safe in your hands. Um, I don't want the damage to outweigh the good and the love that they can experience. I just wanted to share that and just just honour honour our friends because you've yep. you've taught well, us so much. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, just going back to, I'm just having a look look at the comments. Um, Nemo, who I believe is our lovely friend Douglas. Nemo! <laughs> Everyone um, go follow Nemo. Going back to when we were talking about feeling uncomfortable in the church. He comments, discomfort brings growth. And I love mm. that. I love that. Um, we need to toughen up as members and confront the realities that make us uncomfortable. Let's preach at the pulpit next time we're there. <laughs> if we did that with everything that made us feel uncomfortable, can you imagine the people that we would be? Oh, beautiful. Yep, for sure. It is a very, it's a very difficult subject for me to talk about. Um, again, not because of personal pain. It isn't about me. Um, this is about the people we love, the people like you obviously have names, um, you know. And and I just want to say that that I, I love you guys. You know, no matter where I love everyone. You know me. I've got a loving heart. I not to blow my own trumpet. I keep saying that, but but I just I just love you no matter who you are what walk of life you come from you know you deserve to be loved and I don't have all the answers I wish I could um oh here I go again the, the tears I, I wish I could make it better for you I I wish I could help people to see better what we need to do better um I, I always talk about <clears throat> not having that safe space within church to do so. And, and I still stand by that. And I, I hope that that I can get the confidence within me to feel that I can just eventually say, no, this needs to stop. This needs to change. But by doing what I'm doing right now, and I feel it was very inspired through Jane, uh, by God, that, that we are doing this podcast to to talk about these things <clears throat> and I just really hope and pray that that any 
members, even non-members listening, because, you know, it's like I say, it isn't just an issue within the church. There's mm. still stigma. I mean, there's still stigma by mental health. There's still, you know, all these things that people struggle to come to terms with. But to anyone that's listening, just please, please learn and listen. Like, I, I can't keep reiterating Richard's uh, book. <clears throat> just listen. Listen to people's experience. Feel their hurt. Feel their pain. Um, I feel I feel that pain. Um, some people may think, how can you feel our pain when, when you're not living it? But as we've talked about before, that's a gift that I feel I have. That I feel feel that pain for you. And I really want to fix it. I, I think we need to fix it. But I love you. I'm here for you. I support you. I stand with you. And my inbox is always open. Always open. I'm going to stop there or the floodworks are going to keep coming. Well, I, what I wanted to share was that... Um just to sort of make people aware that um uh, alana's had her um own sort of battles and i I know you're going to speak about mental health you know one of these points but part of um, alana's mental health condition is to um hyper hyper feel um and so if um if someone is experiencing pain alana um, experiences it physically and emotionally in a very acute way so I just wanted to sort of you know just just explain a a little bit about that but um what I what I wanted to sort of close up with that little bit of hope and and I know that this was alluded to the other night in the 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 previous interview with with Richard Dossler I was reading it I was reading it again today you know looking at these stats from Stonewall and when LGBTQ teens people are um, referred to by their preferred pronouns when they um, are supported and loved. Those statistics of suicide, of self-harm, of um, violence against them goes right down to comparable with people who are not part of the LGBTQ community. How powerful an action to acknowledge and 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 to and to just be a good human right just be a good human um so i wanted to share that 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 is we can do that we can do that for for each other um so (laughs) thank you so much to to our our trans family ah you are you guys are perfect and have taught us so much thank you to our trans friends um who have helped us gain the skills that we've needed to support our family members not only have you navigated everything that you're going through but you also took the time to teach us bless you for that and bless your journey um my call is as alana said for us to to listen and to care um, my call is for us to do better and so I have a lot of hope that if we we can be better we, we become a better church so yeah that's I, I guess we're, we're going to get ready to sign off tonight um Alana is there anything hmm. anybody needs us to talk about or share from comments are we all good um I've, I've, I've got so caught up with um 
YouTube that I forgot to check Facebook this time round. Um, so I'll just have a little quick look. I think I think we are pretty okay. I think I've. I mean, Charlotte just says again. I just wish more of the church were like you too. So thank you very much for that. Oh, our land. Thank you, there. Charlotte. We love you. Hi, Lan. Hey, Lan. We love you. And else? obviously, I can't tell. It says there's six people watching, but I can't tell who everyone is. Obviously, without them commenting, um, and some people may want to remain anonymous, and that's okay. Um, so, if we've been clumsy um, in any of our wording tonight, um, you know, we do apologise. We are still learning and growing too. If yep. you have any <clears throat> questions, any comments, if you want to speak to anyone, if you feel like this, you know, any of these issues. Um, apply to you and you would like to be put in touch with someone who can help we will absolutely we will absolutely do that like I say we have an army of, <clears throat> um, of supporters here who are part of the LGBTQ community um, we'll also um, put some links up to Affirmation um, to Mermaids UK which is a great organization for trans um, for trans kids and teens and, uh, and just anything else that you find helpful, please let us know and we will put those up as links yep. on the show notes. And just, just one final thought, just when you said there about, you know, if we've been clumsy at all, I, I will not be offended to anyone who feels the need to lovingly connect mm. me in anything I've said or to have me look at a different way of looking at it. I'm open to that because, as I say, I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm still learning myself. Um, so I absolutely, I'm totally up for, for a, a different experience or a different thought to mine. Um, again, as I say, my inbox is open. I am under the name that is on the screen on Facebook, Alana Wilson Bryce, and I am open to, to messages and supporting all of you. So everyone, thank you so much. We will be back live next week, hopefully with fewer technical issues. We do apologize for all of your patience tonight. Thank you, my wonderful co-host, and thanks to all our viewers. And uh, remember to be good and make good choices. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.